Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy, Mike Kegley, and I am here with Illini guy staff writer, Matt Stevens. And we have a, uh, a nice bye week here. Gives Illini fans a chance to rest and gives Illini football team a little bit of a breather. And boy, I tell you what, um, you know, Coach Bielema was all over the place as he was out recruiting. And Matt, we got uh, a commitment from Declan Dooley. Want to tell us a little bit about this uh, player? Because, um, you know, Coach talks about football 101, and a lot of that has to do with field position. And you get a nationally ranked punter. That's got to be a good thing, right? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a, a – I would say it's a big-time recruit for the Bet Bielema program for two reasons. One, specifically, Declan helps out an area of, of what Brett Bielema wants to be elite in, and that is special teams and field position, as you talked about. And it continues potentially a tradition for, of Illinois being really, really good with their, with their specialist kickers. And whether that's place kicking and whether that's punting, um, you know, before Brett Bielema arrived in Champaign, Illinois fans have had a tradition of, of being pretty spoiled with how, they, how they've kicked the football. Um, whether it's been on field goals or whether it's been punting. Um, James McCord has earned a job in the NFL, and you guys have seen Chase McLaughlin, you know, go from team to team to team to team um, because he's really, really good at it. And Blake Hayes has an opportunity, I think, overseas to, to impress some people and potentially make an NFL roster in the future. Um, you know, there's always those, what I call the traveling clown car of punters and kickers that show up on Monday on an NFL team and want to make a spot. You know, and there's always that need. Um, Blake's going to be around for that if he wants to be. Uh, and, and they also this year have one of the nation's best special teams coaches, basically on loan. If you're familiar with Premier League football, like the, the, um, in England, Sean Snyder's on loan for a year and then he's going to go get another job somewhere. But uh, what, what's happening is, is that he's been able to take what they have on the field and produce it really, really well. And, and still, even though he's going through colon cancer and going through his chemotherapy, Ben Miller is allowed to be on the phone and be a, you know, a recruiting option um, for Illinois on staff. And he's done a really, really good job of building a relationship with the specialist, specifically David Alano, who's committed to Illinois as the you know, number one place kicker in the state of Illinois. Um, and a nationally ranked place kicker. And then Declan Dooley, he was able to get on him really, really quick and, and pretty much seal this down before I think a lot of other big time power five schools were going to be sniffing around him, maybe even after the early signing period, just if they if they feel like they needed a, needed a punter. Um, Brett Bielema has decided he's going to nail down the top two kicker and punter in the state. And I think it's a really good call. Yeah, and it, to me, um, Declan looks like a, quite an athlete playing in the HOI, um, who has quite a history of good football there. You know, Tri-Valley won a state title, uh, DMAC. Uh, you, then you had a, a couple of years of uh, Gibson City. So the competition level there for small high school is actually pretty darn good. Um, and those El Paso teams, the EPG teams, um, they probably would have been more successful had they not had such a run of, of powerful teams around them. Um, looks like, uh, you know, more than just your typical punter, but um, the way Brett Bielmo likes to play football with, with um, you know, extending drives, you know, punting as deep into the territory as you can, making teams go as far as possible. 
Um, having a great punter is really kind of a key to to some of his strategy when he's trying to figure the odds on on how he's going to game plan. It's a weapon. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If 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 you have one of the nation's elite, it's a weapon, and there's no there's no ands or buts about it. I feel like Illinois felt that way when Blake Hayes was back there. Um, yeah, and yeah. and Brett Bielema has talked about how I think spoiled Illinois fans even got with the combination of James McCourt and Blake Hayes over the last few years being so elite in those two things and allowing Brett Bielema to almost use it as a as a back pocket weapon that you know if if this drive ends anywhere around midfield you know I think a lot of Illinois fans that are that are hesitant of the Brett Bielema era want him to go for it and I think Brett Bielema knew he had a weapon in Blake Hayes that could put the ball inside the five every single time and 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 be an all all elite um uh not to sound like Brad Underwood all the time I'm sorry like an all all big 10 level punter you know for four years I think Declan has the opportunity to do that um what I like about it, Mike, is that it's another example of the Brett Bielema era that if you are you are you are good enough and you are you are at an ele- you are at a premier level at your position, specifically with the specialists, and you are in the state of Illinois, you will get a you will get a conversation with the University of Illinois and you'll probably get an offer. And I think that that says a lot. I think that you're what very in a very similar way to Caleb Griffin this year. You're getting somebody who has grown up wanting to play for Illinois since they were probably came out of the womb. And I think Declan has said before he has wanted to represent his home state. And it is very, very important to him that he get that degree from the University of Illinois being an El Paso kid. Um, And mom and dad, you know, can just kind of drive over and every every so often if they want to go visit their son, not only just during games, but throughout the year and throughout his academic career at Illinois. Um, it's, it's a very, very family is very, very important to this family as I've, you know, quickly kind of kind of delved into his recruitment because his commitment was so quick after the, the initial interest. But uh, I think it's a great idea for Brett Bielema to expand the statewide good vibes that's going on with what he's done in these last two recruiting classes, specifically because I know, and Mike Farrell has talked about it, our guy that we've recently, we recently got, um, doing some pieces. Brett does have family in the El Paso Gridley area. Um, and I think that it's great for him to establish those roots again and be able to, you know, present those good vibes that Brett Bielema has done throughout the state. And I, I think you see it all throughout the Chicagoland area. And now when we talk about central Illinois um, and, 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 you know, the, the non-Chicago part of the state, Brett Bielema has done a really, really good job of, of piecing that together along with Caden Fegan. And then you, you, you put in some specialists that are in this unit, you know, you get TJ, TJ McMillan from Wheaton. There are all categories of the state that are really, really happy with the way that Brett Bielema has, has, has embraced, you know, being the statewide institution that you want to go to if you're, if you're at a level that deserves, deserves the, uh, the attention. And I think Declan definitely deserved the attention and Illinois stayed, stayed consistent with him and finally pulled the trigger when they, when they figured out that they, they, they just didn't want him going somewhere else. And the similar way to David Alano earlier this summer, they just didn't want Declan to, to start to feel like he should be going somewhere else. He, he, he needed to be at the university of Illinois and Brett Bielema finally pulled the trigger. Yeah, that was, that was nice to see. Now, of course, that wasn't the only thing coach was doing, you know, he mentioned, um, in his uh, media availability earlier in the week that he was in Kansas, Pennsylvania, and Utah. So apparently uh, the man doesn't sleep. 
Well, you can sleep on a plane. Trust yeah, me. I, yeah. you, if you've ever been, ever been in those past, I've, like, I've never been a good plane sleeper. Apparently, neither, neither is Bart Miller because yeah. we had heard about some turbulence that happened on this flight, and that that didn't sit well with the offensive line coach. However, um, and I'm I don't I'm pretty sure Brett probably let this slip for a reason, but. When you tell us the states you're going to, and then you tell us the assistants that are coming with you, guess what? That gives me an indication. And quite frankly, it gave Mike Farrell a great indication too. We were on the same page about where Brett Bielema was going and what he was going to go look at. And that's big people, great, yes. um, surprisingly enough. And they're going to hit the JUCO offensive line market again. And, and the reason being is that they think they're going to lose three guys um, on the starting offensive line again. And the, the, the summary I can give you is that they know they're going to lose Palcho on the right side at right tackle. They know they're going to lose Pill, um, Alex Pilstrom at center. They think they're going to lose Julian Pearl in a very, very likely way. Now, if he comes back, great, you know, yeah. whatever. But they think that he's NFL going to be NFL ready by, you know, by the time Christmas rolls around and, um, you know, the NFL teams start to get prepared for, for this upcoming draft. They think he's going to be ready. They also think that Isaiah Adams could be a one and done as a Juco kid and be ready to go in the NFL after this year. They need to be prepared for that reality as well. So how do you prepare for that reality? You reload in the Juco market that treated you so well last year and brought you Isaiah Adams and Zy Chrysler. Um, and I think that they're, they're, uh, they're fully prepared to uh, present a good uh, case to why these junior Juco offensive linemen you know, from, you know, th there's a Utah junior college that they've gone to. There's a, uh, there's a Kansas junior college, coffee, commu coffeeville community college, which produces, you know, FBS talent every single year. And then there's some in Pennsylvania that they feel like they have a pretty good foothold in and that they can, they can make a solid offer. And, um, you know, and I think a lot of people are, are very skeptical of this idea only in the sense that, well, why did we bring in five or six, offensive linemen in this 2022 class if they aren't going to be ready next year it's because they're not going to be ready next year Mike like you don't want and I believe that Brett Bielema's and Bart Miller's theory on this is true you really don't want to start to give significant playing time to an offensive lineman in the Big Ten Conference until he hits 20 years old um, and some of these kids are going to hit 20 years old as redshirt freshmen but it'd be nice if they had two years of developmental before they you know before they had to hit the field you throw you you be able to you, if you can plug and play some JUCO guys into the, you know, side Chryslers that you're going to have returning, and you know maybe another piece um, that you're going to have returning if Isaiah Adams can come back or um, Jordan Slaughter can come back. Uh, you, you're gonna, you're going to have some holes there. You need to plug and play some JUCO guys. That way, the the 22 guys that that you have are working together throughout their entire time, and they're not thrown in. You know unbelievably early into their career and all they do is then they're set up for to not have success so that's the theory and I actually think it's really really solid well and and the the important thing is, is if you lose a couple people to the NFL that allows Brett Bielma to talk about how he's catching up to the only guy ahead of him which is Nick Saban except Nick Saban takes five stars and turns them into five stars Brett Bielma takes two and three stars, puts them in the NFL. Um, there's a there's an argument to be made if you're a particularly an offensive lineman, which then flows to running back. Um, that that boy, you know, maybe I go play for coach, and I'm not only have you know going to have an excellent college career, but I'm going to be able to turn this into 
um, a living in the National Football League, which is something that resonates with a lot of players. And these kids, they do pay attention to who plays on Sunday afternoon. There is absolutely no doubt about that. It's why Hunter Whitenecks at Illinois. It's it's why TJ McMillan, you know, is at Illinois instead of you know pursuing an Iowa possibility. Um, it's it's why these twenty there's there, there's twenty four and twenty five kids like Derek Jensen at Heartland Arrowhead, Joey Oakla's high school teammate, that are seriously considering with um, Illinois, even though Wisconsin and Iowa are are in are in um, involved with all of them. Um, they're going after some some four star offensive linemen in this twenty four and twenty five class because they feel like they have some collateral with them being able to say, hey, we can get you to the NFL. And we've done it before and we'll do it again. Brett Bielema adding to the NFL total of offensive linemen is is only benefiting not only Brett Bielema, but the University of Illinois and Bart Miller, quite frankly. The one thing that I think, and I think the one thing that really helped was, um, I think it was pretty clear that Doug Kramer was gonna make the 53 if he hadn't gotten hurt with the Bears. Um, There's a kid that's a former walk-on that, you know, ended up in the NFL and getting drafted in the sixth round. Verdarian Lowe made the 53 as a rookie. He will, he is another guy that, you know, was a three-star guy, but um, everybody kind of knew Velo had some talent and he was able to put it together for a year and, and, and add to Brett Bielema's total, quite frankly. And, and, the, and people see that. They absolutely see that. So um, they are, they are, they're, they're, they're doing what they need to do from an offensive line standpoint. And I'm promising everybody, these 22 kids, um, meaning class of 22 kids that they signed, um, five of them being freshmen, they think four of them are potential stars. So I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think anybody needs to worry about their development at all. And I think they're, uh, they're, 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 on, they're on the pace to, to have a really, really good offensive line in the 2024 and 2025 classes. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't mind to see uh, Jensen see what we can do, see what coach can do with a five-star. So next time you're up in your old stomping grounds, you'll have to throw that in and see if that resonates with him. I will be there before the fall fall season I, ends, before I, their I, high school season ends, trust me. I, I have no um, doubt. I also want to point out something, and I know that you know we're kind of doubling back with Declan Dooley. There is a point that I think there is some contention among Illini fans, and I kind of want to squash it in a sense of, look, next year Illinois is going to have two potentially two kickers on scholarship, two punters on scholarship. Um, that's 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 not a problem. Like, and and I know that there. Are, look, I go back and forth. I'll just I'll be real with everybody. I go back and forth with Steve Sturm on this because he's not a fan of this. Um, and and Steve makes some really good points about like that's just another scholarship that's not being used on the field. I so much don't worry about the 15th offensive lineman that's on scholarship. If the punting and the kicking works out well. And I think you're seeing with Caleb Griffin and you're seeing with the field goal operation as a whole, not just Caleb, you're seeing with the punting operation, not just Hugh Robertson as a whole. um, You're seeing it dip from an A to a C. You know, and, and I think that any time that, that Illinois can provide competition, because here's the point that I've, I've tried to tell people, well, isn't there anybody behind Caleb Griffin that can do this better? Like after he misses four of his first eight and three games. And my simple answer is no, there's not. Otherwise, yeah. the person would have won the job next year with David Alano. There will be 
there will be competition. There will be a legitimate other option. Next year with Hugh, when Hugh Robertson is there, there will be another option in Declan Dooley. And, and the other thing that I think it allows is it allows again for development to happen. And what do I mean by that? Well, why would development need to happen with a punter and a kicker? Well, quickly, these kids have never kicked in front of 50,000 people before. I mean, go play, go play 18 holes with your buddies and then go try to play in a tournament where there's like eight rows deep of people, of gallery people, and see if you react differently. Um, it's the best way I can describe it. These kids are going to react differently to people being in the stands and having it be a big deal that they're, they're punting and kicking at the U of I full time. Um, so if out of the box, David Alano isn't an all-world kicker as a true freshman or Declan Dooley's not an all-world punter as a true freshman, you still have a veteran option there who's on scholarship. Yeah. I think it makes all the sense in the world. I think Illinois, I think Illinois needs to be as elite as they possibly can be in the special teams world. I think that everybody underestimates what a long snapper can be until they have a bad snap, you know? And so um, if Illinois can be as elite as they want to be in, 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 in special teams, and that also means, and I, and I want to point this out, that I think that means starters are going to play, continue to play on special teams just like they are right now. Um, then I think Illinois will benefit. And that, that allows them to steal some victories against teams that might have, more recruiting stars than, than Illinois does when they line up on Saturdays. And I, I think that's a huge, huge benefit for Illinois. And quite frankly, I think Illinois fans should be excited about the idea that their head coach values that, that, that part of football um, almost as much as offense and defense, if not maybe even as much or more. Yep. Yep. No, I, I totally am with you there. Um, so it's nice. There's, there's some, if you go on to IlliniGuys.com, um, you know, Mike Farrell, the, the, known as the godfather of recruiting, uh, had an article on um, Wednesday that talked about who uh, Coach B was out looking at. Uh, and, and there's some big names there. And I mean, big by stature and big literally by and reputation. Yeah, both, both ways. So there's some excitement there. Now, for uh, fans who are looking <clears throat> at, at this weekend, of course, the Illini are, uh, they're not playing, which is fantastic. It kind of needed a little bit of time to, to get some dings healed up. But if folks are interested, the Chattanooga Mocs, they are playing. Um, they're playing on uh, uh, Friday, excuse me, Saturday night. It'll be on ESPN Plus. And uh, it's, a, it's a 5 p.m. Central game, and they play against the North Alabama Lions. So uh, Chattanooga is undefeated at 2-0. and um, And if you want to get a chance to see what Illinois is, is going to be going up and you have next week and you happen to have ESPN+, Plus, you can get a little bit of a preview for them. Of course, um, we will be talking about that game next week. And Matt will be writing about that game next week. But if you want to get a little bit of a, a feel for uh, an upcoming opponent, it's a little bit harder to get to get to tune in to watch a Chattanooga game than it is another Big Ten team, but we will give you plenty of uh, information on the Illini opponent next week. Matt, any other thoughts or anything that comes to mind here as we are uh, looking at this bye week? I know that you're planning on hitting the little white ball around a golf course uh, on the weekend. Any other things that come up? I know personally. I'm kind of excited uh, about two things this weekend. One 
is tonight is the first ever uh, football game from the NFL that you can only watch by streaming. So this big game, the the um, Chargers and the Chiefs will be on Amazon. So that is a new thing. Of course, we'll see um, a new duo, Kirk Herbstreet, now Michaels together, which really seems to be, I, I think that's going to make it interesting to hear those two working together. And of course, for those of you who are uh, boxing folks, uh, Triple G, uh, Gennady Gavokin is taking on uh, Canelo Alvarez, who uh, at, at 168 pounds, I think that uh, they've. this is the third time they've fought. Both time went to the judges and um, one draw and one win for Canelo. Personally, I scored both fights. The first fight, I gave it to Triple G with, with a decent amount of space in between. And I actually gave Triple G the second fight in very narrow fashion. I think he should be 2-0 and against Canelo, but... He's 40 years old, and I'm not certain that he's going to last 12 rounds against the younger, um, the younger fighter. Uh, so I think that, that fight on Saturday night should be a fantastic fight. Um, I've res- as a fan of Triple G, I've resigned myself to the fact that he's probably not going to win this, but uh, he does hit hard, so he's got the puncher's chance. Is that in Vegas? Like yes. or are they, okay, I think it is in Vegas. Yeah, okay, because I didn't know because they normally sometimes do the Vegas thing. Um, Canelo, I know, does the he's a he's he's a huge like he always has that fight on Cinco de Mayo weekend. Like, yep. and that's always huge. I that's that's either Mexican usually, New Year, I think. It's, yeah, it's, it's usually it's, Vegas or it's usually like Jerry World where he'll do that in. And and so I was surprised that the the Canelo Triple G fight. Canelo Triple G3 didn't happen on on um, uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend. Um, and so um, I'm wondering to see, like, if people are going to tune in for this. Uh, I will not be. I I will actually be at, God, I, can I, it used to be called Miller Park. I It was now American Family Insurance Park or whatever they call it now. Um, yep. I trying to my, my my one of my best buddies and I were going to watch Aaron Judge and see if he's going to break a record in Milwaukee. Um, and so the American League record is on is on pace for for Aaron Judge. And quite frankly, we haven't seen the Yankees in years since like realignment happened and and, and they moved the Brewers to the National League. So yep. we're going to do that on Saturday night. But yeah, I'll catch I'll probably catch the highlights of that. Um, anything else I'm I'm looking at is. Uh, you know, you mentioned the the Chattanooga game. I I personally think they're on upset alert because, you know, I think they personally got beat up by playing my alma mater, Eastern Illinois University, in week two, and and you know, scrounged out that one with an eighteen point win. Um, you know, hi to Chris Wilkinson. You're building something special there, hopefully. Um, but no, I I think it's a good weekend. I think Illinois fans. Um, we'll get a chance to just kind of take a breather, you know, watch some games all across the country. That that Amazon game is interesting to me because I I, I personally do not have Amazon Prime, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to catch that, but I'll want to. Um, personally, because I am a geek in terms of like the broadcast pairing, 
and I don't, I know that you were in a deep depression, Mike Cagley, over the Bucks Cowboys game on Sunday Night Football, anyway. But I don't know if that broadcast. But I so so I'm not sure if you were able to like capture the entire essence of the broadcast. But I actually think Al um, not being there anymore like doesn't have it doesn't have the same pizzazz for me. Um, in a new way, I think we're back to when I was a kid and I got to catch the the uh, Broncos Seahawks game on Monday night. Um, in, in, in the opening week with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And I actually think we're in a, we're in a new era now where if you're a football nut and you want to watch Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Monday night football, that's actually a good broadcast again. Like, like it was when I was a kid with Al Dan, Al Dan and Frank. Um, if you're not a football geek, the Manning broadcast is excellent. Like, and oh, so I, I, that is a great one, isn't it? And so you have the best of both worlds where if you're just a casual I'm just going to pop in whatever. And the Manning broadcast is great. So um, there's that. And yeah, I think that, you know, I'll have a lot of work between now and then. And then the other thing is, is that, I mean, this technically is a recruiting broad, broad uh, broadcast. I will be in Kankakee, hopefully on Friday night for uh, Jair Hill, who's trying to decide between Illinois and Michigan, the four-star athlete. I will try to make it his game and, um, that will be my recruiting trip for, for the weekend um, as a member of Illini guys, just like I went last week to go watch Pat Farrell at St. Rita. Um, and so uh, go ahead and look for that this weekend when, when uh, before you maybe pop in some games on Saturday morning, that story will be popped up there. Um, but that's where I'm headed this weekend. I was, at least I was I'm planning to, if my, if my uh, schedule changes, you'll see that on Twitter at, at Matthew C. Stevens. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you are. there you have it, Illini fans. You get a little bit of an idea of what's coming out, uh, especially uh, you know a little bit of recruiting information. And of course, we have Mike Farrell, the Godfather of recruiting. He has articles for us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We try to start off the day so that uh, our subscribers they pop on you know seven thirty in the morning. Boom, they get their uh, Farrell report and can get a little bit of idea of how Illinois recruiting is doing in comparison to the Big Ten, and also some individual looks at the players, et cetera. And he'll even go back as the season progresses, and he's going to kind of look at um, Illini recruiting classes of the past and players of the past just to see how they looked coming in. So don't miss that. Of course, you can subscribe to IlliniGuys.com for just $99 a year. It is a fantastic value, and it gets you all of Matt's writings, Ked's writings, Mike Farrell's writings, gets you all those things. Uh, Brad Sturdy, um, you know, you're behind the paywall. You get all that. But more importantly, you get an opportunity to go onto the message boards where you can sit and debate Matt. You can debate Brad. You can debate all of our writers and, and personalities. Um, and talk about the sports and the teams that you love. And that is something that, again, only happens for subscribers. So IlliniGuys.com. We also have a couple other podcasts that you might want to take a look at. One is Ked's Recruiting Roundup. That will talk about recruits, their coaches, their parents. It lets you know what it's like to be on the other side of the recruiting not from the coaching standpoint, but from the uh, recruit. And then additionally, we have uh, Sturdy for 30. That's Brad's award-winning uh, podcast that was the 
uh, first of our uh, Illini Guys uh, family of podcasts. We also have the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's a two-hour radio show that is heard throughout Illinois on 20 stations. You can listen to that on Fridays or Saturdays. Go to IlliniGuys.com, hit the radio button, and you can find the station, the day, and the time that we're on. We also, after all the stations have broadcast us, we release that podcast at noon on Saturdays, and you can listen to that. It is a two-hour radio extravaganza. The only thing we ask you on any of our podcasts is please give us a five-star rating. That's very important. And if you listen to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, please listen, uh, call up the station you heard it on and thank them for broadcasting it. And finally, we have our Big Sports Radio, which is another radio show that we do that's Big Ten related. You can get that on a podcast at noon after it's been played as well. And we would love to have you listen to that. And, and again, we're trying to bring you the best programming and the best analysis of both the Illinois Fighting Illini and the Big Ten. So with that, I'm going to tell everybody, thank you very much. Go Illini and enjoy your bye week. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for dropping by. And everybody, have a fantastic one.